your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 278 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of our nation's capital, Ottawa, Ontario, alongside Brandon Pillar up in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app free on the iOS store today and join our weekly chat at Send Central Locker Room. It's changing the way we talk sports, but we'll talk about a win whenever we can. The Ottawa Senators bringing their season record to 12, 20, and 3, following a 3-1 victory over the Calgary Flames Philly franchise, one of many Sense Central standouts we're going to get into. However, the Belleville Senators shorthanded on the bench, and, well, you saw the result on the scoreboard, but there were some positive notes there we'll get into, plus some prospect updates, all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Thursday, March 25th, and Pilsy, the Ottawa Senators are not only 7-1-2 and two in their last 10 home games, but they have officially won their first season series. You gotta love hearing that record in the last 10 games, and they extinguished the Calgary Flames. Five wins already. Jeff Ward, Daryl Sutter, who else you got, Calgary? Because the Sens are taking anyone down, and they don't even care what goalie they need to do it with. We'll use Philip Gustafson, who gets his second NHL career win with another amazing game. 28 saves, first start of the game, boy Philly franchise. Oh, man. I want to touch before we get dive into the Philly franchise stuff. That record on home ice is outstanding. The only teams who have more points at their domicile right now since February 20th are the New York Islanders, the Minnesota Wild, and the Colorado Avalanche. That's the end of the list. One regulation loss in their last 10 games. How much of that is DJ Smith being able to shelter the younger players and pick and choose which matchups he wants to take? I think it's definitely a big advantage, right? Especially when you're a young rebuilding team, being able to be the guy that sets the tone and you get to pick the the line you're going to match up against is a big deal because there can be some mismatches big time when you've got some younger, smaller, less experienced guys maybe going up against either top units or some bigger, heavier lines. So that's a big advantage for DJ Smith. And hey, the Sens are also taking advantage of the face-off benefits too. They dominated the face-offs tonight, winning 61% of the draws. And Ross, there was not a lot of the face-offs tonight. Fast-paced hockey, you love to see that. Keep the game going especially in the first period, only 10 face-offs, no goals, however. What was your initial impression coming out of the gate in this one? I thought the Sens looked good coming out of the gate, and that's something they've really focused on, and you can tell. Like, they're not messing around. The The first shift for each line has had a lot of energy. I've liked to see that for sure, and that's a big part of them being successful in their last 10 games. Like you talked about, they're not going down by a poor goal early on. Even though they have been trailing in both these games by Calgary, they've managed to pick it up and 
hey, we, you know, it's going to be Chris Tierney getting game-winning goals, back-to-back oh games, out of Boyd Tierney. He just had to take a little break. He shows up when it matters. Oh, we, we'll get to that. First, though, they fell behind, as you mentioned, again. It was given to Mark Giordano. Initially, Dylan Dubé looked like he tipped it. Turned out to be Alex Formanton off of him. A bad bounce for Formanton in what was otherwise a pretty solid season debut. Yeah, I would say so for sure. And the funny thing is he created a really nice play right before that in the offensive zone. It ended up missing the net and then Dubé takes it back and they end up scoring and yeah, it hits him in the pants. Can't really fault him there. I liked what I saw from Formington. He got 10 minutes of ice time. He got a good amount of time on the PK. You saw his wheels a bunch of times. Guys were trying to set him up in front of the net. I think Obviously, it sucks having Austin Watson out long term, but it's the silver lining here. Positivity on Send Central, you know us, <laughs> is uh, Alex Formington is going to get a good look here and he deserves it. He looked great. 10 minutes on the dot, including, as you mentioned, a minute and 42 while shorthanded, had two hits, both credited to him in the first period. How about Brady Kachuk with six hits in six minutes in the opening frame? You mentioned setting the tone. He did that in spades. But Josh Norris gets the opening goal on what started out as a Brady Kachuk hit, but really Evgeny Dadnov deserves a ton of credit for how he set up the play in front. Yeah, this was a really interesting game for Dadnov because he started off with some chances that he just like seemed lackluster on. Like he had a breakaway opportunity. That puck was rolling, so he was trying to corral it. But I just like get an opportunity to get the puck on net. He tries to drop it back to Brady, of course, Brady draws a penalty, though, so that's fine. Uh, He had a couple, you know, shots that were okay, but he was high event. Like, sure, maybe he wasn't contributing or or capitalizing on these chances, but you saw Dadnov buzzing around, which is something we haven't seen from him. Good forecheck behind the net, strips the puck from Tanev, gets it right up front to the slot to Norris, and that's one of those goals where right when Norris scored, he went right to Dadnov and pointed to him because he knew he set him up real nice. Dadnov's third assist of the season, inching away from that Cy Young candidacy as he had nine goals and only two assists heading into that. I thought Brady deserved an assist just for finishing his check hard on Noah Hannafin, but alas, hey, I don't think Brady really cares whether he gets that secondary assist. He's happy enough to see the puck go in his net. His best friend to boot, Josh Norris. Eight goals for Josh Norris. If he can finish with 12 to 15 What a hell of a rookie season. Again, I feel like it's ho-hum, but 55% in the face-off circle once again for Josh Norris. But you mentioned Chris Tierney earlier. He had three goals in the first four games this year, then goes 29 without a goal. And now look at this, back-to-back game winners in the third period. Johnny on the spot after maybe their best shift of the season at five-on-five. Yeah, that was a really good shift. And Noah Hanfin was on the ice, Ross, for over three minutes. And you oh could my tell. God. Oh, he yeah. Was the guy tied up with Tierney out front at the end. But I want to rewind that to the start. How about Stutzla keeping that puck in initially before setting up that entire play? Yeah, that was that was clutch. And then Mike Riley yeah. shifts, shifts it over to Shabbat. Shabbat, nice one-timer. And then Chris Tierney, all you got to do for him to score is just get, get those rebound chances in front. He seems to bury those. Don't give him a breakaway. That's way no. too, com- too, that's way to too complicated. Exactly. Yeah. Don't do that. So another great play. Uh, Mike Riley, Ross, don't look now. Seven points in his last 10 games. Yeah, maybe his best game of the season too, offensively, defensively. He is either getting himself teed up for his next contract or 
maybe it's a valuable trade commodity. I don't know what Mike Riley's future lies, but this is a different player than we saw in the first half of the season. There's no question about that. Like just go through a stat line, four shots on goal played almost 23 minutes and over, over three minutes on the PK for Mike Riley and looking good to boot. So I thought this was absolutely Mike Riley's best game wearing an Ottawa Senators Jersey. Yeah, I agree. And Ross, he's at a career high in points. If you can believe it, 14 points really? is his career high. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was surprising too. I thought he got a lot more points, but he hasn't really had full NHL seasons. So Ottawa is actually giving him a pretty good look here. Still no goals. All yes. assists. Still no goals, but someone who did get uh, open their account, as Alex Heiner likes to yes. say, is Nikita Zaitsev. Got his Was first that his goal first of the season. 56 games, I want to say they said on the 1200 broadcast. I, I believe it, yeah. But uh, hey, we don't have to look at uh, Nikita Zaitsev for just his goals. We'll get into it later as uh, my sensor send central standout. But that was a nice play to score a goal from 200 feet. That's good no matter what. Didn't it remind you of Boros' goal a few years ago against the Los Angeles Kings? I always go back to it because it was the only goal Mark Borowiecki scored that entire 2015-16 season, and he rang the puck around the boards behind his net, and it hit a stanchion and went all the way down. But this one may be a bit more skill because that was a bullseye, and I love Margaret O'Toole, who's been a Central Citizen, great follow, uh, O'Toole19 on Twitter, said that he, w- he wins the Honda. You know how they make you shoot? from uh, full length. I mean, they put the brick in front with just a little sliver to score, but I thought that was a great tweet uh, there to really wrap up the essence of what Nikita Zaitsev did, just hitting the empty net and sealing this victory for the Ottawa Senators, who now have points in five straight games. Yeah, you love hearing that. And honestly, we can probably say it, the Ottawa Senators single-handedly ruined the Calgary Flames season. Like that's going to be a big reason why and when the Calgary Flames miss the playoffs. Yeah, sicko shit right there. I was going to say they changed their coach. They Daryl Sutter's the kind of coach who comes in and you're like, okay, how are you going to set the tone for the rest of the year with hard work, determination? They just can't beat the Ottawa Senators. It's as simple as that. And I think they're getting in their own heads because you look at it. And only the fourth line played less among forwards than Matthew Kachuk. So trouble in paradise? (laughs) Is Calgary paradise? I'm not sure. But uh, (laughs) Matthew Kachuk, I don't know. Like that's... That's bad. Like, what? what, what's the point of playing a guy like that 13 minutes a night and clipping his wings? Like, that's sad. That's that's a Flames problem. You can tune into Locked on Flames. I'm sure they're going to be all over that. But... We're just going to be dancing on their grave because that's the sickos do in Ottawa. They enjoy the problems of others. How about Sens fan himself, Kyle Dubas, in the stands for this one? Just watching his favorite team or doing some scouting, do you think? Both, probably. I mean, (laughs) hey, trade deadline's coming up. Dubas said he's going to trade a top prospect. You know the Sens are in on that. Well, you wouldn't be surprised to see Kyle Dubas join our locker room this Sunday morning. We're going to be live at 10 a.m. And it's been fun. We did our first one last week. Tons of great interaction. It's a live sports talk, audio-only platform that's free to download and use. Right now, it's just on the iOS. We're working on getting other programs up. But right now, if you have an Apple device, you can get it. It's super easy. You just open it up. You click 
which room you want to go into, Ottawa Senators, and we're going to tweet out the link directly to it, at Send Central on Twitter. You can talk to Pilsy and I. What we do is pretty much a bigger picture conversation. We'll have our topics laid out, and if you have your takes, put it in our chat. We'll get to that, and then once we wrap up, we invite everyone on one by one, and you can join us, and we can go back and forth, and we want our opinions challenged. So I think Locker Room is the perfect place to have that, and it's going to be great for not only the debates, but you can also join in on the conversations while we're talking with ourselves and you'll get live reaction from us as well. So all you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group. You can follow me at Ross Levitan, at Brandon Pillar, and be notified when we go Live. You can also follow us on Twitter at Send Central. Like I said, we're going to tweet out the link there. We're going to get going live again this Sunday at 10 a.m. So come with your spiciest of takes, and we cannot wait to chat with you there. I know Pilsy is going to have his built bars ready because it's Sunday morning, and built bars are the protein bar that tastes like candy bar. Perfect for a Sunday morning, I might add. 16 amazing flavors. We're probably going to go through in 16 weeks, 16 flavors when we're hosting these rooms because the variety of Bilt Bar is what makes them so special. Eight are nut-free flavors. Eight have nuts, but all of them are 100% covered in real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Bilt Bars are great for the health-conscious guy or girl because you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, but they're high in protein and High in fiber, a nutritional grand slam. Pilsy, I would ask your pick of the week, but I'm going to ask which built bar are you going to be munching on when we get into our locker room on Sunday morning? Well, it's going to be one and the same. My pick of the week, I'm this is a go to every day. And you guys know all about built bars. They've got their little March Madness built bar flavor bracket. We're in the enticing eight, so I'm only going to pick enticing eight flavors. Only the real OGs coming up now. Mint brownie is an incredible flavor. you got to love that. If you love the taste of chocolate, obviously 100% real chocolate covering every Built Bar. And then get a little nice mint flavor in there as well. So that's my pick of the week. And that's what I'm going to be having to get me energized and ready to go for our locker room chat on Sunday. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED. 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, Pilsy 3-1 sends win. They now have seven wins in their last 10 home games. This one was impressive from an offensive standpoint from timely goals. Yes, but this was a defensive effort that should be on. What would you say? The podium of defensive efforts for the team this season. Oh yeah. We'll put it on the podium for sure. It's either first, second or third. It's another great (laughs) effort by the sense here and I'm going to Nikita Zaitsev like this was another good game by him we already talked about him scoring an empty net goal from 200 feet away that's impressive as always so he's going to enjoy his Honda and we we said Austin Watson not in the lineup someone's going to have to step up physically obviously Brady did that seven hits and you got to block shots too with a guy like that out of the lineup Nikita Zaitsev had four hits and six block shots, add a goal to that total, 25 minutes of ice time. That's a great game by Nikita Zaitsev. That's my Sun Central standout. 
well earned for him. You, you mentioned offense isn't a part of his game. Like if it comes, sure. But this guy is meant to be a defensive stalwart. So for him to get that goal at the end, it's just so nice to see from a team perspective and hard work paying off. We already lauded over the play of Mike Riley as well. So for my sense central standout, I'm going with Nick Paul. Like you, you could have Nick Paul as a standout any night. How good does the A look on him, by the way? This guy has been a leader. He's developed properly through the system. He got an assist on the Nikita Zaitsev goal because he won a very important faceoff. Is it time for Nick Paul to be a full-time center? I think that's a fair question to ask. He has the size. He has the defensive awareness. He's fourth in the National Hockey League when it comes to takeaways. And he was 75% in the dot tonight. He kills penalties. He was a bit on the power play too. He had a great look in the first period. Just missed past Markstrom. I just think that he brings the entire package of what you want. And we we said like fourth line left wing, third line left wing, but this guy has all the makings of a centerman in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't mind seeing him back in the middle of the ice, but that's the beauty of Nick Paul. You know, he's a... He's a bottom nine forward that you can shift around. You can play him in all scenarios, get him on the draw. Like I even see a scenario where he could be on a fourth line with Formington and I don't know, let's say Clark Bishop, where Bishop is the actual centerman, but Paul takes the draws. I feel like that's a scenario we could see kind of like a Brady Kachuk scenario. So that would be another great idea to kind of flip things around and get to Zingle a little more ice time, which I think he's deserving of. I got to shout out Philip Gustafson again. I know we talked about it, but hashtag goalie friendly show. We got to do this because Ross, this is wild. Like his NHL stats. I know it's only been two games. Well, three games, two starts, but a goals against average of 0.86, a save percentage of 0.973. Those numbers are outstanding. Ross, now do you want to hear his total AHL career numbers? Oh, I know. We saw a lot of those uh, up close and personal. I'll, I'll just do the short version. 68 games played, 0.892 save percentage, and a 3.22 goals against average. Can you Different. think of someone who... Was, wasn't was even a Stop. good AHL goalie, was Stop a less than right average now. AHL goalie and came in late in a season as hmm. an unexpected guy and took the Senators team on a storied run. No, I'm not saying that's not going to happen again. That's going to happen again. But it is crazy to look at the adjustment that Philip Gustafson, only all right in the AHL, then in the NHL, he's lights out so far. You got to love it. We would need fans back so we could throw geese on the ice after wins rather than the hand. Or toy buses. I don't know, goose or Gus the bus, depending on what you want to go with. Oh, my God. Even they're saying goose the boost on uh, TSN 1200. I guess boost is bus in Swedish. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes Dean and Gore just have fun and they don't actually know. Like, they don't mean that. Like, they said Derek Ryan. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, you know, from the movie, his uncle from the movie, uh, Saving Private or Buddy Ryan or one of those. So Saving Private Ryan, he's one of the brothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're always having fun with that. So who knows? But pump the brakes, Pilsy. However, did he earn, in your opinion, the start tomorrow, or is it back to back? You go with Anton Forsberg. I think you already know my answer. I'm not a fan of the uh, back-to-back games for goalies. It just doesn't uh, it doesn't hold up statistically, and there's not really a sense to do it, especially if you're the Senators. And hey, Anton Forsberg looked great 
down in Belleville. So let's see what he can do uh, in the NHL. And you're only playing the Leafs. Like this is, this is a game where you might as well put your backup in, just get an easy dub. Man, Leafs haven't played in like five more days too. So they've, uh, they've had kind of a weird schedule themselves. And I think Ottawa, they're primed to take advantage of it and play spoiler once again. What is it about Gustafson's game for me? It's his poise that's really surprised me. Has there been anything really that stood out in your opinion why he's been so successful? I never thought I'd hear Ross Levitan comment on Philip Gustafson's poise as a positive. But I, uh, hey, I can't I, help it, myself. Yeah, exactly. He he has looked good. And if there's one thing that I'm going to single out is he's looked really good down low. First of all, those red pads are sick. Look good, play good. That's a legit thing. And um, whenever the Flames try to get a low, bad angle shot on him, you know how sometimes those can squeeze by or create a little uh, chaos? He just pad save and smothers it. Like, no problem at all. And I think that's something that Flames players are probably saying, oh, this is an inexperienced goalie. Let's try to get some lucky bounces, make him really think. And he's been solid. Even some two-on-one chances he slid over. Like, I've really liked Gus. His post-to-post play has been outstanding, don't you think? Yep, definitely. And I love his, uh, speaking of the post-to-post play, Flames have tried to be behind the net or near the net and try to pull wide. And he'll stay with them the whole way and be patient and get that pad out, get that toe out. That's what you got to do. That's desperation saves. I love it. Oh, it's it's been incredible to watch so far. And I hope this continues. Yeah, like we, we don't mean to rag on him personally. Like, it's not that we don't like him personally at all, but when he we're just calling it how we saw it in Belleville. He was a guy who had shaky moments. He'd probably tell you himself, but man, keep it up. Whatever he's been working on, it has paid dividends because he has been excellent. Uh, you rattled off the numbers. They speak for themselves, but his rebound control, his poise, his lateral movement, this guy looks like a legit goalie. And Let's not forget, it's easy to, though, because he was the first piece of the rebuild in that Derek Broussard trade. He's only 22 years old, the second youngest goalie to ever get a win for the Ottawa Senators. Now, Alex Formanton, not quite a Sen Central standout, but you know what stat they pulled out on the radio today? I didn't realize this, but Gord Wilson was saying Alex Formanton became the youngest Senator to ever play a game when he made his debut a couple of years ago after the draft. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Again, slow and steady on the development. He played that one game, went down, came up the next year, played nine games, didn't burn a year. And now here he is looking pretty comfortable at the NHL level. So I don't know, man, but I would bet on the Sens development team that they know what they're doing. And that's where you can bet on the Belleville Senators. You can bet on the Ottawa Senators. We're going to recap Belleville's 3-0 loss to the Marlies after we tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Now, Bet Online is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's betonline.ag. So here's how you go about getting your welcome bonus because you, yes, you, are a listener to the Locked On Senators podcast. You go to the website at betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on when you make your first deposit for a 50% welcome bonus. I'm not kidding around here, guys. You put in $200, that is $100 right in your account. Free play money that you can earn into real money. Now, Pillsy's parlay of the day, we're recording the night before, so the odds are not out yet. We're still working on his parlay today. However, yes, we're going to get to the Belleville Senators. The over did not hit. 
It's hard to play when you've got a minor league roster in terms of numbers. Only nine forwards dressing for Belleville tonight, but Pillsy's been all over his parlay of the day, so get back to it tomorrow. We'll be on there for Friday, and we're going to be handicapping a weekend. We might even give you a couple March Madness picks because you got to turn that free play money into real money, and that's why it is so important to get that welcome bonus. Locked on is the promo code. We don't want you on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget our promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. All right, Pilsy, it's the Belleville Senators fall 3 0. Before we get to that, a little news out of the NCAA that came down. So, Jakob Novak, seventh round pick of the Ottawa Senators from a few years ago, he has entered the transfer portal now he's going to be a senior next year we don't even know if his rights will be signed but it is a somewhat interesting note something to keep our eye on going forward yeah he's going to go to north dakota the nodak <laughs> sends will grow uh we'll get five of them i mean why not collect them all if you're nodak at that point they'd have to be the novak senators or something like that. that's so bad i need to figure it out but hey as a seventh round pick goes he's impressed i mean you can only play the competition that you're assigned and he was almost a point-per-game player at Bentley, and hey, if he can continue that wherever he transfers, we'll be all over letting you know where he decides to go. One thing we do know is that Ridley Gregg is back with the Brandon Wheat Kings following his suspension. So he now has a three-assist game under his belt because he was all over the ice. Brandon just absolutely dummied Moose Jaw, but great to see him not only play physical, but get on the score sheet three separate times. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all by this. Are, are you, Ross? Like, he looked good yeah. in the AHL. He was good in the dub last season. He's a first-round pick. He's going to dominate. Scouts, internet scouts told me that he couldn't play. Yeah, yeah. the, the internet scouts, I, I think they'll uh, have to be quiet on that one, as they'll have to be quiet on a couple of UND uh, draft picks as well. If you didn't hear Schloschman's interview with us, you got to go back and hear that. He, he put the doubters in their place, that's for sure. Yeah, he's only been covering college hockey for 14 years, so you think he knows what he's talking about? Absolutely. Great conversation with Brad Schloschman. Ahead of tomorrow's start, of the NCAA hockey tournament. That's going to be all over tomorrow's show. We're also going to have a recap of the Sens and Leafs. But before we have a quick preview of that game at the end of the show, let's talk about the Leafs baby team and the Sens babies. The Belleville Sens falling 3-0. You watched this game from start to finish, Pilsy. What'd you see? Man, 11-7. and If you thought that was tough. Try watching the Senators play nine and seven. These guys, hey, shout out to these guys, though. I, I gave a mention to the penalty kill. Again, perfect. So that's 20 straight penalties they've killed. They did lose three nothing here. One of the goals was an empty netter, but they hung with the Marlies the whole time here. And I thought Mando has played really nice. I'm glad that he's getting a chance to start games in Belleville. The two biggest players for Belleville had to be Eric Branstrom. He made a couple brilliant plays especially a back check he literally Rossi dove across the ice and caught the puck in his hand and then had the hand played so they had to whistle it but the desperation was there he's made a couple good rushes and then Michael Pekka looked like a man on a mission like he was hungry for the puck he was in the slot working hard Igor Sokolov got a couple good shots off I love seeing him out there and uh 
it's just like the Belleville Senators are not being put in positions to succeed. Let's be frank. Because they don't have Darren Archibald. (laughs) Hey, you said it, not me. (laughs) Um, But anytime you're... Everyone wants to hear though, Pilsy, how'd Eric Branstrom look? Yeah, Eric Branstrom looked great. Like he was able to carry the puck up the ice with ease. He was playing hard defensively. He got a lot of time on the power play. The penalties are just crazy in, in these games. Like the I think the refs are a little nervous after that whole Tim Peel thing. They're making sure they call every single yeah. infraction they see. Belleville had six power plays, which thank God. Imagine you're shorthanded uh, on the bench and then you end up getting the man advantage for a good chunk of time. That helped them out a lot. Not enough, though, as I think, uh, I don't know. I'd, I want to be excited for Belleville, but at this point, there's just so many injuries in Ottawa that the guys you want to see down here aren't here, and the guys that are here, they're playing with one less forward line and defensemen who I've never even heard of, so that's that's tough. How about in goal? Kevin Mandeleze was in net. I saw him make a few good saves. Everyday Sends posts some gifts on uh, Twitter, so what was the consensus, in your opinion, on his play? He's looking great, and he he's definitely AHL caliber. Like it's not like a scenario where you're like, ah, I don't want to play him too many times here. Let's keep him as a third stringer. Like he's ready. He could be your one B starter in the AHL. I'd I'd like for Gustafson. I mean, he's ripping it up in the NHL. I'd like for someone else to get some time in there. But Mando, you got to take advantage of the opportunities that are given to you. And coming out hot from winning Q goalie of the year, having a good start in your first pro season would be a massive boost to his resume. Yeah. So we'll continue to follow the Belleville Sense season. Hopefully some more reinforcements on their way, because it's sad to see such a short bench and Troy Mann can only do so much. He's a great coach, but it's a lot to ask of a group going up against such a veteran AHL team like the Marlies. But Oh, maybe some redemption revenge game on the horizon for the big clubs as the Ottawa Senators face off against the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow at home. That's key. We mentioned seven wins in their last 10 home games, points in nine of them, including a win against these same Toronto Maple Leafs. What's your key to victory in tonight's game hosting the Maple Leafs? The key is going to be for that penalty kill to stay solid. You're going up against a Leafs team that you know has a lethal power play. You can't let them get advantages on the power play. First, you've got to stay disciplined, but that's obvious. But if you do take penalties, which I'm sure there will be some, you got to make sure that penalty kills good. And um, they're showing on the broadcast, I, they had a really cool uh, graphic where it shows the space in between defenders. And they were showing at the start of the year, the space between the defenders, they weren't covering the middle of the ice. So those cross crease passes were getting through for two on ones. Now they've completely switched up their structure and they're collapsing towards the net a lot more. And that's breaking up those middle uh, cross slot passes. And that's done a really good job for their penalty kill. So hopefully they keep that up in their last 10 home games as well. So since February 20th, the Ottawa senators PK is 90.5%. So much higher. They were like 65% at the start of the season. It was not good. And, In that 4-3 win against Toronto a week ago, they only took one penalty, or I should say put Toronto on the power play once, and they did not convert. So uh, you're right. Not only do they need that, but you can't play from behind against the Toronto Maple Leafs like you did against the Calgary Flames. They need to come out and score the first goal. And like you said, they've been banging bodies early in the game. They need to not only continue that, but they need to put one past whoever's in net. And I know there's some 
goalie controversy brewing amongst fans. Now, will it be Freddie Anderson? Will it be Jack Campbell? Hopefully it's Michael Hutchinson, but whoever it is, Ottawa needs to pepper them early and often. And for that reason, I'm going to Brady Kachuk as my locked-on player. I always choose Brady when it's a Montreal or Toronto game, and for good reason. He steps up in those situations. Only two shots on goal again tonight. So only three shots in Brady's last two games. Very uncharacteristic, although his hits were right up where you expect them to be. And for me, he's going to have a big game tomorrow. How about you? Oh yeah, Brady always shows up for those big rivalry games. So you got it. And he he's had a, a big dip in shots on goal. So I really want to see him boost those up again. I'm going, if you want to win a hockey game, just turn to Chris Tierney. I'm going to Chris <laughs> Tierney. Back-to-back game-winning goals. Why not make it three? And not only has he been scoring clutch goals, Ross, he's good in the face-off dot, too. How about nine for 12? Good for 75% in that game. That's been a big kind of detriment to his game. So I'm happy to see him boost up there. So Chris Tierney's my player to watch. Are you calling a game-winning goal from Chris Tierney? Duh. I love it. So that is a preview of tonight's game, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Ottawa Senators, a battle of Ontario And Ottawa could get one step closer to winning another season series. They've officially taken it from the Calgary Flames with five wins in seven games. Right now, it's 3-3 through six games against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That would be the sweetest victory of any this season. We'll be back tomorrow for a full breakdown of the game. We're going to tee up the Nodak Sens weekend and a whole lot more. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. You've been listening to the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.